School's back in session, and this year, Milwaukee Public Schools have added a new cutting-edge extracurricular activity that hopes to improve students' performance and overall well-being. Even if parents and skeptics have resisted the idea. Any guesses on what that might be? It's esports, and it's taken over our schools. It, it's just this super positive environment, but also at times, like when we're losing or we need to take it seriously, we go into like a locked in state, like where we can give super direct like information to each other, what to do, where we need to be, how to do this, how to do that, what we should be doing, like planning in the game. And it's like, it's, it's like this next level of focus that allows us to play much better. That's Max, who's an MPS student and a member of an eSport class, which is short for electronic sports. And it's a form of competition using video games. But how does that look like in school? Can it replace traditional sports? And what's the benefit of this? Our web editor, Brett Krasowski, takes the reins on conducting interviews for this episode to answer those big questions. This is Uniquely Milwaukee. It's everything you love about community stories, but more in depth giving the stories the time and attention they deserve, changing perspective one episode at a time. I'm your host, Salam Fathayed, and this is Uniquely Milwaukee, stories that stick with you. To understand the world of esports, Brett had to talk to Mike Dolly, president of Wisconsin High School Esports Association. He's helped grow the organization from seven schools to 100 plus schools all throughout Wisconsin. And the organization served over 5,000 students since creation. But his passion for video games started in the fifth grade. Fifth grade Mike learned about Magic the Gathering. He started playing in, I believe that was fourth edition. My best friend in high school, Travis, him and I would go down to the comic book shop in Rockford, Illinois. It used to be called Tomorrow is Yesterday. But my mom would drop us off every Saturday at like 7 a.m. We'd have our card binders and our skateboards and we'd get 20 bucks. And we would play the Dragon Ball Z tournament would be at like 8.30 in the morning. The Pokemon tournament would start at like 11. And then the Yu-Gi-Oh tournament would start at like 2 o'clock. And so with 20 bucks, we could $5 for each tournament. And then $5 left over, we could go get lunch at McDonald's. So let's just start with the basics. How do you explain esports to someone who isn't very familiar with it or, or might not know about it at all? So I usually try to outline to somebody that esports is just competition. It's just using a different medium in order to create that competition. Same thing with our traditional athletics. We have many programs that are doing training drills. We're doing like VOD review or studying the tape. And then we actually try to then execute our own game plan in the game. So it's really no different than what we do in traditional athletics. That is incredibly involved. And actually, uh, I was a little bit of a aside. I got the Bucks gaming team mm -hmm. that just won the championship. Yep. I, I did a kind of went down a rabbit hole with stuff like that. It, will, will, would, does the involvement of it, does the complexity of it, does it uh, surprise participants? Does it surprise students? Does it surprise parents? What generally is the experience like when a, a kid or a parent is walking into something like this for the first time? So just understanding that at a basic level, these games are easy to understand. Rocket League, for example, is three on three soccer with cars, right? That's the base level. But once you start getting to some of these thousands of hours, tens of thousands of hours of practice time and play time, you're having students that are like flying through the air, controlling the dynamics of their car, dribbling it mid air and dunking it in the goal. 
Like there are things, I have 900 hours in the game and there are things that I still cannot do that if I play against one of those players, I get absolutely destroyed. So it would literally be like a peewee football team playing against an NFL caliber team. That's, that's literally how big the skill gap is within esports. So trying to say like, I can help you get to this point, but after there, it's gonna be on you and dedication in order to reach that next level. Some kids get very intimidated because of that skill ceiling, but we can still help you develop it and even then offset the cost of your education by using esports as a leverage. A way that these skills are being developed in Milwaukee is through a pilot program all the way down to South 20th Street at Ronald Wilson Reagan College Preparatory High School, part of Milwaukee Public Schools. During any ordinary school day, MPS partnered with Milwaukee Recreation to give the pilot program a bit of an edge with brand new gaming equipment. Here's Brett speaking with Gabi Olmado. He's the eSport program coordinator at Milwaukee Recreation, and he's there to spearhead the eSport program throughout NPS. I was tasked to inject everything from eSports furniture to the games that we are allowed to play, to then um, helping the coaches and advisors with uh, resources such as a, a handbook and marketing toolkits to get kids into the classroom, into the eSports labs, to understand what eSports is, learn what esports is and then eventually compete in esports just like soccer basketball and volleyball here at mps similar to that when you think about gaming at least in, in past years it it was always such an individual pursuit and this, this is even i mean even when you think about online gaming usually it's still a person sitting by themselves playing online with with friends or with strangers or whatever why is this official connection with mps important to kind of getting it away from that solitary pursuit yeah i think i think kids needed an outlet more than anything i think uh covid really put a damper on what uh after school activities and recreational activities were for kids and and that you know that affected them maybe negatively so with with esports we we just wanted to create um, a new experience we knew that traditional sports were always going to be popular are still very popular but uh i think mps and milwaukee recreation found that there's a a hole you know a hole so uh to get kids back to school back into after school activities esports was just kind of that worm on the hook that would catch kids who aren't your traditional athletes uh you know feel a sense of community within their school, but also just have fun and participate with like-minded individuals, boys, girls, and just have fun. Uh, you know, esports can be and is very much so a, a team sport. Uh, you, there's a lot of strategy involved. There's a lot of, you know, communication and networking that, that kind of, like any of sports, kind of gets you to that next level and gets you, you know, those wins or just kind of learning experiences. So I think it was just necessary for something like esports to be injected into MPS to kind of fill that gap. Mike also shares that sentiment as Wisconsin High School Esports Association enters its sixth year with more than 100 Wisconsin schools participating. But it's not just to give students a chance to participate with their peers. Esports can also be a way to prepare students for college and finding community in their prospective campuses. So students that are involved in high school are then recognizing that there are communities at the next level, that if they increase this connection to the school, and that's really important for, for students to have that purpose. And it's scary then sometimes leaving what you know is safe at your school and going to a brand new school and not knowing anyone. But esports can be a tool that says, like, there's a community that I can belong to there. And so it helps that transition period. It helps them identify their peers at the next level. 
and that's that's really beneficial to our kids as they're making those large life transitions that esports can fill that void as well as then potentially trying to get them a scholarship to play at the next level we've had at least a couple dozen kids so far in the state that have received anywhere from 60% rides to a couple thousand dollars. There's a good reason why parents or peers might be hesitant to green light gaming in schools. Behaviors like harassment, sexism, and homophobia can be part of toxic gaming culture. Mike says that creating an environment where people can come and feel welcomed is vital to the esports curriculum. Starting in any school within their program, it's it's all about establishing the culture of your program. If you don't start to try to change their solo queue mentality, their online gameplay, because now they're sitting right next to their teammates. And there's different ways to communicate with, with your teammates. There's different ways of communicating because now you're playing actually against another dedicated school on the other side of the of the of the screen. And so we as an organization have tried to build in things to where we have like sportsmanship awards we celebrate them every trimester or every season like they're state champions every year they get every semester we give out trophies we often have sponsors that will donate uh, gaming furniture gaming peripherals or something along that line to reward those students for leading that expectation because it is so important like great you won but you mentally destroyed and and beat down and berated the enemy team like that doesn't look good just because you won, that doesn't make you look good. And even in, in my own program, I, I'm of the mindset that if you are not being a team player, you can sit on the bench until you learn mentally how to be different. I, behavior correction is, is such a vital job, even if I don't know the game. I can still correct behavior because that's why I'm the coach or the adult in the room, whatever you want to call that position. Like, I want to make a, a welcoming environment for every student to feel accepted in the program. The major thing that I see as a classroom teacher is substantial growth as an individual. I see students that are now, this is their first time ever being a member of a team. It's the first time ever actually, and I have saved emails, but saying like, thank you, my, my son or daughter now has friends. Like creating some of those, those crucial relationships within the building from peer to peer and even with that report with staff members. Having that trusted adult in the building, that's my biggest proponent within this, that the video games are a byproduct. The video games are a medium to develop better human beings. And that's ultimately, that's what we're here for, right? So that's, that's my goal. Stay tuned because later we're going to be hearing from an MPS student who is reaping all the benefits from playing video games in schools on a competitive level and how he hopes that can help him in the future right after this break. Do you want to know the secret behind the programming you love? It's all funded by the Honor System. As a public radio station, we're based on a very simple model. We try to do something meaningful, connecting with you through music and stories. And then we count on those who appreciate what we do to show their support. Are you one of them? Show your support by visiting RadioMilwaukee.org and joining today. We're here at Ronald Reagan High School, located on South 20th Street. The hallways are eerily quiet as students are in class. And just on the second floor, a classroom right by the library, brand new blue gaming chairs are being installed. And I'm not just talking about any old gaming chairs. These chairs have tall backrest that is higher than most office chairs, which ensures that your shoulders and neck are supported for long hours of gaming. And if you need a breather, these chairs fully recline. I mean, my back is aching in envy just thinking about it. One of the 
many reasons why an MPS school is getting this investment is because there's an equity issue, according to Gabby. You know, a lot of our counterparts outside of Milwaukee, the, the Milwaukee area and the district, are allowed to play certain games or compete in certain titles uh, that MPS doesn't allow just yet. Um, and we find that to kind of be something that's um, holding our kids back, holding our students back. You know, there's a lot of opportunity in other titles. And so I think, um, you know, not really combating, but trying to have our kids, give our kids the same opportunity as you know, the suburban schools or, our, or schools outside of our district have. I think that's it's something that's going to need to be worked on in the next set of six, eight, 10, 12 months. Um, you know, that there is a little bit of red tape that we have to kind of work around. We are working on it. That That's the most important part, because we, I, I believe that our kids do deserve that opportunity to play the same games that, you know, kids outside of our district are playing. And so um, equity, yeah, just letting our kids experience and have a good experience overall is is, is something that we're going to continue to kind of work on. And one of the kids that's benefiting from this good experience is Max Mr. Zepko, who's a sophomore at Reagan High School. How did you get into gaming? I played Minecraft on my tablet with my, my entire family. We all played it together in multiplayer. And, like, it's just something that it felt like it was just an amazing way to bond with my parents and my younger brother. So, cause it, it allows us to express creativity, work together, like work and effort and practice that you also need to put into it. It just, like my parents thought it was helpful. I really enjoyed it as a kid. When you look at like a possible future with an esports program like this, how do you feel it is setting you up for whatever you might want to pursue down the line? Well, of course, I've explained this. It's giving me these amazing skills and practice and teamwork and just like the ability to do something over and over and over again till I get it right. It is, it is practice like at its heart. It's given these skills to me, even though I'm not super interested in a career in purely esports. It's given me a new interest in computers, computer science and programming, which is where I'd like to see myself in the future. I'm really interested in computers and IT and all that aspects. And looking specifically at the program here, if you can think back to maybe when you first got wind of it or you first heard of it, what was your reaction? So funny story, I have a friend, he recently moved away to uh, Pennsylvania. His school had an esports uh, an esports team that um, has been I guess in the midst for a few years now and he just recently joined he's the same age as me and I'm like I thought to myself that's really really interesting I wonder if my school has one so I did some searching around I went to Reagan Fest looking for a club to join because robotics really interests me and I saw it out of the corner of my eye the stand for esports and I went and walked up to it I talked to Mr. Reed who is a really really nice person like He's like he's someone I can be open to about and talk about the game as well as strategy and getting better and how we can work better as a team. I talked to him and he said, yeah, we do esports right now. We're doing Rocket League, League of Legends. And it's just it really caught my attention. I thought it was something I'd really, really like. And speaking as somebody who is participating in the program, you know, the skeptics thinking here about parents, community members that can, you know, they hear like, MPS is getting involved in esports and it's like school sanctioned video games like and maybe they're a little skeptical about it. What would you say to somebody like that who maybe is feeling that little bit of skepticism and needs a little bit of convincing? 
Well, there's a large negative connotation surrounding video games as a whole, but I think that's mostly because a lot of people don't understand the positives it brings to the table. Most parents, when they see their kids playing video games, it's like, oh, he's doing something that isn't helping him. It's not leading him anywhere. It's just this negative addictive thing. But in reality, it is more a way to grow, learn, get uh, new skills, practice, teamwork, um, and it is a great morale booster. It It's brought a lot, a lot of happiness to my life, just playing video games in general, and it's been something I've really enjoyed spending time with others on. Cool. Have you seen the room since they set up the equipment? Uh, I just looked out now, and it seems they're in the midst of setting it up, but <laughs> it's really, really cool. Um, I'm definitely going to be excited to play this year. I think it's great that we're getting into MPS because that's, what, 30-plus schools in MPS that are now having this opportunity to connect students to school. Um, connecting students to school, statistics will tell you that attendance improves, GPA goes up, disciplinary actions go down. That's the basis of getting students involved in one extracurricular activity. So if there's ways that we can connect these students to the school for a little bit longer uh, than the standard day, we're going to be helping improve the quality, to me, the quality of life. And, and MPS, that's a huge reach. Like getting them involved, that's gonna like nearly double our student engagement within this. We have the ability to build on some of those traditional athletic rivalries as well. Racine Unified did a great job of this during COVID. They used esports as their homecoming assembly. So even though they were virtual, like they still held esports as their homecoming games. So they competed in a variety of different games and they still were able to do it. They held you know, like the pep assembly, like they had bad band performances, they had people singing the national anthem, like through esports. Esports are here to stay, and educators have good reason to vouch for it. The main thing is involvement, whether that's theater, robotics, traditional sports, or esports. The more kids are present in school, the better, even if it's just to escape to the digital world of gaming. I'm your host, Salam Fatayer. Thank you to Nate Imig, our executive producer. Kenny Perez, our audio engineer. Thank you for our marketing team led by Sarah Lar. Graphics on our wonderful logo is made by Aaron Bagada. And Dan Ryder handles our social media accounts. And a big special thank you to our city-loving members for making Uniquely Milwaukee possible. Tune in next Monday for our next episode.